This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. No, it's not. It's me. I'm a sports machine, Sean Levine, with Trista Crick. Trista always looking so fresh and so clean. I look like I just came out of my mother's basement, fresh off of a nap. I need to shave. Look at me. I'm wearing a Rafiki shirt. Rafiki, by the way, the most underrated of all the Disney characters. Who's your favorite Disney character off the dome? You're like a, you're like a, you're like a little mermaider, aren't you? That's a great question. I like Little Mermaid. Okay, I don't feel like Ariel is a very redeemable character. She wants to leave her homeland and be something that she's not. So you can't really say her. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, you're right. Huh? You know what I mean? Like she wants yeah, to no. leave home and completely change everything about her. Feels like a little self-loathing for Ariel. Although you know all saying? those princesses are, you know, I don't know if they're wifey material. Oh no, you know who is? Belle. I love Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah, Beauty and the Beast is good. You know, I like uh the crab from from Little Mermaid. He's pretty Oh Sebastian, awesome. you're Sebastian. Sebastian. You like him so much, you call him the crab. No, I'm with you. All right, final hour <laughs> of the show here. I love talking hoops with Trista. Games are almost going final. Boston Celtics in trouble. Oklahoma City Thunder, are they for real? We'll get back into the hoops coming up in a little while. But I think we all know who the best team in the NFL is. That argument is over with. That's the Baltimore Ravens. They've been beating up on everybody. But who's in the rest of our NFL power rankings? Ben MGM tonight. Power rankings. All right, so that's the only thing that's been decided with one week left in the NFL season. You play the guitar, too? Goodness, I had no idea. <laughs> Look, there's that me fill in. I didn't know you did all this music live. This is crazy. Um, we all, I'll, I'll give this away. We both have Baltimore at number one, right? Like, we're going to go from 10 to one, but we both have Baltimore at number one. They're 13 and three. They beat everybody. You go from 10 to one first. Take it away. Who you got in your power ring? I'm trying to get my little graphic up here because here we go. Here's my graphic. Pull it up, folks. Pull it up. I am just having some technical details. All right, let me Number go 10 for me. All right, you got it. Number 10 for me is the L.A. Rams. The Rams are the team that nobody, Sean, wants to play in the playoffs. No one. You know Matthew Stafford's playing at the top of his game right now. Kyron Williams is probably the best running back in the NFL since he got off the IL, averaging 131 and a half scrimmage yards per game since then with eight teeth. So I really like the Rams. Puka Nakua has been an insanely good wide receiver, 1,500 yards almost, five TDs as a rookie. So I like their wide receiver core. I like their running back core. Listen, and I think Sean McVay, when he has a running back, is really, really good. The Rams special teams, I'm pretty sketch on. But listen, I think the Rams could be very dangerous. That's why they're my number 10. Number nine for me 
is the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, they have fallen so hard, so fast, and that Cardinals loss is a big reason why. They just haven't looked like the vibes are any good, right? Like, they don't look like anyone's having fun. The team is turning, well, not the team, but the fan base is turning on Jalen Hurts. I don't know what's happening. I think it's because they lost both coordinators, offense and defense. And ultimately, can they make a run? Sure. Like, can they turn it on? DeAndre Swift doesn't look as good uh, as we thought he might. So they're my number nine. Uh, Number eight is the Chiefs. There's good news and bad news about the Chiefs, guys. Like, the bad news is that the this is the most beatable Chiefs team that we've seen in a long time. The good news is that Joe Burrow and Bengals won't be there in the playoffs to stop them. The Chiefs have been struggling. Why? Because they have no reliable receivers. According to Warren Sharp, maybe it's because they fa- faced five consecutive opponents in December who have had extra days to rest and prepare from 10 to 14 days to 11 days, et cetera. And that hasn't happened in 35 years. But ultimately, this Chiefs team is not dead until they're DEA dead. But I don't feel high on them based on how, I would say, meh, mediocre, mid their receivers have been. So they're eight for me. Number seven is the Dolphins. I can't wait to watch Hard Knocks this week. It's going to be absolutely electric. You give up 58 points to the Ravens. Mike McDaniel, you know he's going to have a heart attack on screen. You know he's probably going to turn this into some sort of positive. I think it's injuries. I'm not sure why this team cannot play well against good teams, and I don't count the Dallas Cowboys as a good team, but they can't. They have one win this year against a team with a winning record, and that was against the Cowboys, who are 3-5 and five on the road this year. Bradley Chubb tore his ACL. He's going to miss the rest of the season. They've already had Jalen Phillips go down. So I'm very suspicious on this Dolphins team. I want to like them. I want to love them. I just can't right now. Uh, number six for me are the Cowboys, and they are who I thought that they were. They got a gift win at home against the Detroit Lions, but to me, they're still, like the like the uh, Miami Dolphins, still paper tigers. CeeDee Lamb, love him. He's him. Number one in receptions, 122. First in targets, second in yards, first in scrimmage yards. So I like CeeDee Lamb. I like Brandon Cooks. I do not trust Tony Pollard. I like Dak Prescott. Ultimately, Sean, I don't think any of us can trust Mike Mike McCarthy when it comes down to it. Maybe the curse of Jimmy Johnson is over. 24 hours after Jimmy gets inducted into the ring of honor, the Eagles blow a three-touchdown lead, and then the Cowboys get a miracle gift from the refs to win. So maybe that's what it is, and the, and the times have changed. But for me, Cowboys six. Here it is, though. The Browns. The Browns have to be fifth for me. I don't know how it happened, but Joe Flacco is really this good. How is he this good? I don't know. Tight end coach T.C. McCartney said Flacco's first day on the practice field with the Browns, he lit up the Browns' number one defense in the NFL for six touchdowns running the scout team. Offensively, Njoku is finding his stride. Amari Cooper has been very good. Eli Moore, I told you this earlier in the show, they've got this connection, he and Joe Flacco, from their time on the Jets. But in six games, Flacco is now ranked 33rd all-time in passing yardage. The Browns are 80 years old in 2024. He trails Johnny Manziel by 59 yards. They lead the league in takeaways 
and giveaways. I just think that this is like a really fun team. They're locked into the five seed. They have nothing to play for, but they might be the most dangerous team in the NFL. Number four for me is the Lions. I like this Lions team. I've been liking them all year. Even when they have bad games like they did against the Ravens, I consistently just stump for them and make excuses for them. The Lions, they felt very much like the better team against the Cowboys. They beat them in everything but the score. I think Dan Campbell should count it as a win. They, he says that he has controlled fury since the game. I think there is a real chance they play Cowboys in Dallas and F them up. Number three, I've, uh, I've been going on WGR in Buffalo for two years now, and I think I believe in the Buffalo Bills more than the fan base and in this radio station does. There's still a scenario, shockingly, where the Bills don't make the playoffs. I, that's crazy. how big of a hole they dug in themselves, right, Sean? That's just crazy to me. The fact that they could lose against the Dolphins and miss the playoffs altogether. And, and win and be the two seed. Exactly. Win and be the two seed. Win and win the AFC East. No one torches Jalen Ramsey like Josh Allen. He's 3-0 and versus Ramsey. 11 touchdowns, 70% completion rate, three rushing touchdowns. I don't know what's going on with Diggs. James Cook has looked much better. Diggs, though, only played two snaps out of 14 in the first two drives last week. Zero snaps in the opening down drive of the second half. Don't know what's going on there, but it feels like the, this Bills team could be like that sleepy, we're not thinking about them, like the Denver Nuggets. They've just been hanging around, hanging around, and maybe they make a run, and maybe they're the ones that end up beating the Ravens. Uh, San Francisco, number two. I think it's pretty evident that they're the best, second-best team in the NFL. Their DVOA through Week 17 is number two in offense, number one in defense. They're just not as good as the Ravens, Sean. That's really it. They're the first team since 2004 with a 4,000-yard passer and four 1,000-yard players, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Ayuk, and George Kittle. Number one seed is huge for them because now McCaffrey's banged up. He has minimum of two weeks now to heal. So I like San Francisco at two. And, and then number one is obviously Baltimore. They put up 58 against a team very motivated to win. They become the first team ever to have back-to-back 10-point -back wins against 11-win teams. John Harbaugh cut himself during the celebration, then smeared the blood across his forehead while his players called him War Daddy. Like, this is the team here, Sean, of destiny. I love the Ravens. They're very clearly like in a almost in a league of their own, and they're the top team in my power rankings. Fifty-eight. That's a Curtis Jackson, a touchdown and a two-point conversion. That's that's a lot of points right there. All right. So the reason you're so smart is because you came up with the same list as I did, right? If you didn't, then I would call you other names. At least the top five. Your top five is genius. Cleveland at five, Detroit at four, Buffalo at three, Frisco at two, Baltimore at one. I got a couple of questions, though, for you, Trista. How in the world do you have the Rams at 10 and you've got Dallas at 6? You're telling me you, you believe, once the playoffs come around, you believe in Dak Prescott, you believe in Mike McCarthy, you believe in the Dallas Cowboys more than Matthew Stafford, more than Sean McVay. Am I talking you into it? Did you mean to change those around? What are you talking about? I think it's just home field right it's just Dallas in Dallas is really really good Dallas has played the Rams in the playoffs before in LA and beat them 
I think it's more about the body of work than what they're going to do head-to-head against one another. Because if we do head-to-head matchups, this power rankings is going to be a mess. You just have oh, to go upon resume, how they're playing now, and then where they're at right now in the playoff picture in terms of rest and home field advantage. That home field thing for Dallas, though, they're 0-1 in their last home game, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, they had won, what, 15 in a row. They're 0-1 in their last one. I know it's going to tell me they won in the standings. I'm still bitter because I had Detroit on the money line. But Detroit just went in there and won. Actually, a couple of separate times. I don't want to dive too deep into it because everybody already has. But I don't think Dallas is unbeatable at home. Watch. They're going to poop right down their leg. They're going to lose to Washington. They're going to lose their home field advantage. And then I'm going to go, hey, Trista, I'm going to text you. How about them, Cowboys? Philly, though, real quick. Who do you think has more of a chance to get right when the playoffs come around? I heard your rankings, but they play in separate conferences. Would you be more surprised if the Super Bowl comes around and Philly is in Las Vegas or Kansas City's there? Oh, I think I'd be more surprised if Philly was there. More surprised. Kansas City, they just – I can't count them out. Their defense is so good. And this is the best defense that Pat Mahomes has had. In, oh, sure. I can't even. I can't probably. He's had some really career. bad ones. Real, dude, there was a game where they lost 50, or did they win that game? I don't know, but it was 53 to 50. All right. My short term memory is a little shot since college. What was that against the me? Chargers? That was the one against the Rams down in Mexico City. Like, yes. there have been some awesome games where the Chiefs had to put up 50 something points. You're right. This defense is significantly better. Here's the problem. He ain't got anybody to throw the ball to. And if, if teams stop Travis Kelsey, which they have been doing, not completely, he's still going to have 1,000 yards. But compared to what we've gotten used to, who do you want Mahomes to throw the ball to? Rasheed Rice only. It's like Rasheed Rice and Kelsey. I like them. That's it, though. Kadarius Tony is trash. Just give the ball to Isaiah Pacheco. Hope he stays help- healthy. Like You need some designed runs for Pat Mahomes, too. Yes, I've been saying that a lot. I'm here in Kansas City. The Chiefs never run Patrick Mahomes because they did one time a couple of years ago against Tennessee, and his knee was on sideways for a second, and somehow he's Superman, so he came back. But I think that was enough for them to be like, whew, okay, we ain't messing with that. And that was before he got his contract, too. When the playoffs come around and it's you lose, you're done, I think they do let him run a little bit more, and that's what they've done historically. In fact, twice in his career, he's been the Chiefs' leader, leading rusher, in playoff games because of what you're talking about. At that point, it's just like throw caution to the wind. And I'm not talking about quarterback sneaks like up the middle for a yard. I'm talking about get him outside naked bootlegs and see if he can't gain 15 or 20. He's athletic enough to do it. But the thing about Patrick Mahomes is his arm is good enough where he doesn't have to. That doesn't mean he can't do it. And come the playoffs, I agree with you. That's a prop to keep your eyes on. Patrick Mahomes rushing yards, usually you just look at that and move right on by. Look deep into that on BetMGM when the playoffs come around. I bet he's rushing for like 35, 40 yards a game. All right, we're rolling along here on BetMGM tonight. Coming up next, we get back into the NBA right here on the BetQL Network.
It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. We're back with BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. Well, if you're on the Celtics and Thunder game, it's getting dicey towards the end. We'll get you an update in just a second. Welcome back into the show. Trista Crick and me, the sports machine, Sean Levine. A couple of segments left. We'll talk NBA here in just a moment. First, though, you had Detroit at four in your power rankings, the Lions. I had the Lions at four also. Is that just like the respect? They haven't been here in 30 years. They run hard knocks. They probably should have won that game against Dallas. Or do you actually think that team could get to and win a Super Bowl? Muted. I don't think they're a Super Bowl winning team, but I think that they're a real, I'd say, like, you could say maybe NFC Championship is what I feel. And I think it's their run defense that has been so good. It's the fact that they have this one-two punch with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. I mean, Jamison Williams hasn't even been himself yet. Like, we haven't even seen him peak. You've got Josh Reynolds on that team. Offensively, they're very potent. I didn't even mention Amon Ross St. Brown, Sam Laporta. I think Sam Laporta might be the most underrated rookie on offense. And, and he's just a beast. Like, he's going to end up having a really long, productive career, and it doesn't make the TJ – it makes the TJ Hawkinson trade look pretty, like, minimal in terms of the impact because he's been so good. And defensively, they've been much better. I think the, the main concern is just Jared Goff outside, away from a dome in winter. It looks like Oklahoma City is going to win this game outright. At the crib, they're up four, 125-121 with 3.7 seconds left to go. So it would take a minor miracle at this point for Boston to come back and win this game. This is one of those games for the Thunder, Trista. It's like if everybody didn't believe before, you better believe now. They just beat the NBA favorites to win the championship. Oklahoma City might be like several. I thought they were going to be good next year and then great in two years. They might just have arrived a lot earlier than we expected. Yeah, the future isn't coming. I think the future is here. I don't even For know sure. if they need to make a trade. I don't I don't know if they even should mess around with the chemistry. To win a championship, they do. If their goal is to like keep advancing and to you know maybe get to a Western Conference final, surprise a lot of people, depending on when they make the trade, win 60 games, these type of things. But if they're going to win a championship, they, they got to do something, right? They, they've got some nice players, some great players. they got to do something, though. I think, though, what you're seeing and what you saw from Denver is that the core of that team is the team that they've built on their own. And so you look at the trade that they made for Aaron Gordon, and Aaron Gordon's an important piece, but he's for sure a role player. They pick up KCP and Bruce Brown in free agency, and they get them for a song. Like maybe maybe Isaiah Joe turns into what KCP is. And he's like a just a really good role player, first man, second man off the bench. Jalen Williams took the ball up in that possession, went to Tatum in his chest and got a mid-range jump shot. If Jalen Williams is like a real second option on offense, and so is Chet, it's like 2A, 2B, I don't know that they do need to make a move. 
So now that's become a foul fest. There's a couple of seconds left. Thunder up two, make it three. They knock down a free throw. 126-123 with a couple of seconds left. Like I said, it would take a miracle for Boston to end up winning that game. Grizzlies up 11, 102-91 over the Spurs. Two minutes left in that game. I need them to keep scoring because I've got the Grizzlies. That's what I'm saying. I'm sweating that one out now, and I don't even need to. Uh, Magic up 15-11 over the Warriors early on. Kings, wow. Laying that 15 and a half looks pretty smart. 18 to 8, four minutes into the game. Sacramento all over Charlotte. 76ers beat the Bulls earlier tonight, 110-97. And it was the Pelicans over the Nets, 112 to 85. Speaking of the NBA, Trista, you know more about the NBA than pretty much anybody I've ever talked to. So let me ask you this. Do you first agree, before we get deep in conversation and probably argument, that if you were starting a franchise... There's only four logical guys to build it around right now. In 2024, I think that if this was a few years ago, LeBron was still in the argument, Kevin Durant was still in the argument, Steph Curry's name, those would all be really obvious. But at this point, I don't think you're going to build the future around those guys. I think there's a Mount Rushmore of guys that most of us would build our NBA franchises around, and that is the Joker, Joel Embiid, Giannis and Luca, just based on how good they are. Obviously, you can build a team around them. Their age is real impactful. Do we at least agree that those are the big four? Or before we get into who you'd take next, is there anybody that you would throw into that big four? I would take Luca out and I would put Shea Gilgis Alexander in. Okay, so that's where we can begin the conversation. First of all, I think that's crazy. And I and I love Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and I've always loved that guy. And you want to talk about somebody that's hit me props over the last couple of years? It's not as easy nowadays, though. Like, tonight, did you see what his props started at? It was like 31 was and a half for his points. 31 and a half. I also think that- Ant Edwards is in the conversation, too, by the way. Yes, ma'am. His name was going to come up for sure so after I think those four which at least we agree on the three right with the big guys Giannis Embiid and Joker because they each just have very unique skill sets and Joker proved that obviously you can build around that and win a championship here's the crazy thing all the next guys are point guards like no matter who you want to have the conversation about tell me I'm wrong you it has to either be who you said right Shea Gildas Alexander I don't know if you consider Anthony Edwards necessarily a point guard, so maybe he doesn't quite fall on this, but De'Aaron Fox maybe is the next guy you take. How about Tyrese Halliburton? Tyrese Halliburton had back-to-back games where he had 20 points and 20 turnovers, and he had two assists. I'm sorry, 20 points and 20 assists with two turnovers. Like, back-to-back nights doing video game stuff. I think after Embiid, Giannis, Luka, and Joker... I'm either taking, I think I'm going Shea Gildas Alexander, De'Aaron Fox, Trey Young. Let's not pretend like no, Trey Young. Absolutely. Yes. No, absolutely. Hold on. Hold on. No. Hold on. Don't pretend Trey like Trey Young, Young isn't. Trey, how old is Trey Young? What is he, 25, 26? I don't even think. 30 a game and 12 Atlanta, I don't even think Atlanta wants to build around Trey Young. Really? Yeah, I don't think they do. I really do not. Trey is 25, by the way. Trey Young Young has no valuable skill set. 
He is an empty The producer stat just buzzed in my ear and said this is an anti-Trey Young show. Why didn't you guys tell me this is an anti-Trey Young show? I'm talking about Trey Young, and I would take him over except for four players in the NBA looking like a dumbass here. And you guys are telling me you're an anti-Trey Young? I didn't know this. We're anti-Trey Young? I would take Donovan Mitchell over Trey Young. Baller. I would take Emmanuel quickly over Trey Young. Okay, now you're just I would right take. Now. I would take Scotty Barnes and his no bag over Trey Young. I would take I would take Anthony Black over Trey Young. You I would Cade take Cunningham. Cade Cunningham for sure. Maybe Cade. They're both kind of in that same realm to me, though. Cade I do might not be too like poison, though. Cade, if I'm Cade, either one of them. If if I'm Cade, I'm going to management and I'm saying I won out yesterday. And you tell me, maybe I'm a jerk. That was kind of corny celebrating after winning after losing 28 games in a row. Like, you're supposed to win an NBA basketball game. You won one, and y'all celebrated like it was an actual achievement. I Here's what I think happened. I think in their heart of hearts, they thought there was an outside chance that they weren't going to win another game. Like, that they might go the rest of the year without winning, and that was relief. They're, like, did you hear Monty Williams afterwards? He's like, it wasn't relief. It was just, we were so happy that we finally won. Dude, that's the definition of relief. Like, your face is the definition of relief. That team sucks. Why'd they celebrate like that? That was cheesy. Monty Williams thought that there was a chance he was going to be the worst, highest-paid coach in NBA history, and they probably still is. I didn't think they would win another game the rest of the year. I would probably take Fred Van Fleet over Trey Young. Okay. I would take... We need a guard. We need to go through the list of guards because there's not a lot of guards that I wouldn't trade. Derek Brunson? Brunson's a dog. I would take Brunson over Trey Young, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey. Tyrese Maxey over Trey Young. Maxey Max, Max, should have been on this list. My bad. Maxey yeah. should have been on this list. Hey. John Morant over Trey, Trey Young. What? Did, I don't know. What interaction did you and Trey Young have that didn't go well? I cannot unbelieve. This is some serious Trey Young slander here. You're talking about some dudes that should not go over Trey Young. Like, tell me you're joking. Dylan says D Wade right now over Trey Young. Probably. Dwayne probably. Wade right now. Let me pull up this dude's stats while you keep disrespecting him. Why, do you watch the games or do you just read box scores? Oh, I just read the box scores and bet on them. And talk about yes, it on the radio. Yeah. Trey just... Young's last game, Trista. All right, 40 points and 13 assists. Now tell me this guy stinks. The night before, 24 and 9, 21 and 13, 30 and 13. Listen to this. He's averaging 28 points and 11 rebounds a game, and y'all are talking about him like he's Air Bud, the basketball movie dog. What are you doing here? Trey Young's great. What is. What is Trey Young's net rating right now? Because that's really where we need to go with this. That's Trae that's Young. the question. This dude had a this dude had between December thirteenth and December twenty third, he averaged thirty and fourteen. And you're about to tell me that Trey Young's overrated, that you can't build a franchise around him, that Atlanta hates him. What are you talking about? And it took me a while to get on board. Trey Young's like the Cleveland Browns. Everybody else told me for a long time how great they were, and then finally I was like, you know what? I think the Browns are kind of good. Trey Young's good. Real good. Is he? I don't think he is. His offensive rating right now is 119 and a half. 
and his defensive. Oh my God, his defensive rating is 123. He has a negative minus four net rating. He is a liability. He is so bad on defense. He he puts up 30. Probably Westbrook. Somebody says Westbrook or Trey Young. Westbrook. Westbrook will try these numbers, on defense. These, these, these negatives and stuff. I failed geometry three times, and then I cheated the last time, and I finally got through it. He what can't are, guard so a parked like, car. Sports, oh, that bad. sports machine. That, that bad. Yeah, all Young. 24. That doesn't sound good. The NBA average of, of defensive rating in 2023 is – let me see where it is. I'm trying to get it. You got me on my – Got you excited. Here. You know who we should have said. The though? league like, average honestly. right now is one sixteen, and what did I say? Trey Young was one twenty three. That's horrible. All right. So That's after horrible. after Joker, Embiid, Giannis, you take Shea Gildas Alexander. I take Luca. I assume you take Luca next. So we're on the same page there. Then who do you take? I think I'm taking. If I'm building a franchise, I think I'm taking Tyrese Halliburton. I kind of want to see. Yeah him have some actual success in the playoffs but also if you're doing something like this you got to be proactive and not reactive you can't get in too late and I think now's the time to get in on Halliburton that guy's a dog yeah I love Halliburton Halliburton's one of my favorite players in the league not just to watch but like he just plays the the game the right way yeah I like I think I take Maxi after I take Halliburton Maxi over De'Aaron Fox Really? Oh no 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 I, no no! I like Fox. I like Fox over Maxi. Absolutely. I thought okay. we already chose okay. Fox. No no no! Because you went with Shea Gildas Alexander. He was your small. And then I like dude. Jamal Murray. That, that, then I would take Jamal Murray. I think Jamal Murray's very slept on. You think we're getting into Jamal Murray territory already? How old is Jamal Murray? He's young. Jamal Murray's young. Not is that, he? Is not he younger young. than Booker? If we're talking about guys like that, if you're going to build a franchise around him. This he's is a fun 26. Game. Yeah. 26. He's 26. Yeah. His player wow. efficiency rating right now, which is a total nerd stat, he's top six in player efficiency rating. That's ridiculous. Nerd. That's ridiculous. Nerd. nerd. He's 26. 21. My man can't even grow peach fuzz. How old Taliburton? He's young too. All these dudes he's are. Very They're young. all young point guards. Like if you're talking about everybody except for Joker, Embiid, Albert and Giannis, the three big dudes. 23? My dude doesn't even need to shave yet. Shea Gildas no. Alexander, young, great point guard. Anthony Edwards, De'Aaron Fox, <clears throat> Trey Young. Not Trey. I didn't know I didn't know this show was anti-Trey Young. Somebody should have told me that. I would I would rather build my franchise. Here's a hot take. Clip this, flip this, reverse it. I don't care. I would rather build my franchise around Derek White than Trey Young. I feel like you're lying to yourself now, Trista. You don't mean that. I'm do not. You? I do, okay, I do you... mean that. Look at me in the eyes. and Do you think I'm playing? Do you okay. think I'm playing? Would you rather have Bryce Young or Trey Young? Come That's on. That's a tough question. Come on. That's Trista. I'm the sports machine. We got one segment left. Bet MGM tonight. Get out of here.
We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQ. Oh. Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Final segment of the show with Chris the Crick. I'm merely the sports machine, Sean Levine. And you, we appreciate you being along for the ride. Trista, I feel like we've almost abandoned college basketball, which, believe it or not, there is some going on tonight, although kind of a trash schedule. Uh, maybe this is one of the better games. Duke, 9-3 and three versus 10-3 and three Syracuse. Duke's up 68-54. to 54. I know you had all kinds of NBA action. Did you have anything on the college guys tonight, or did you just stick to the league? I just stick to the league. I actually forgot that there were big games going on. I mean, there were some there big games. That pit game was electric. Looked like they were going to come back and win that one, but UNC pulls it out. Um, Duke now 14 and a half point favorites, though. I don't, I could see a little Duke collapse. Eight minutes left. It is kind of curious. Like Duke, Carolina, Kentucky, all the blue bloods. It feels like Kansas and then everybody else like if you want to convince yourself on a long shot duke championship ticket john shire second year as the head coach cool same thing even a north carolina hubert davis ticket to win the championship all those i can't do it if i'm betting on a blue blood i'm betting on the jayhawks shocker my alma mater uh in the nba warriors up 30 28 over the magic any chance any chance that either one of these teams can win let's call it a playoff series this year. If I ask you, Trista, I'll give you a free million bucks of our producer Scott's money. I don't got that kind of money, but Scott does. If we took a million bucks out of his bank account and I said, you got to put it on either the Warriors or you got to put it on the Magic to win a playoff series, where's it going? I think it's going Magic, really, honestly. Like, I think you've got Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, and when he gets back healthy, Markel Fultz in the backcourt. And then you got Anthony Black, too, who's a rookie who's been really good. His net rating, you talk about net rating, is excellent. Wendell Carter has been injured for most of the season. He just got back. He's kind of the anchor of their defense now. You got Jonathan Isaac, who hasn't been healthy in like, I don't know, five five years, four years. He's on the uh, team? He's banged up. Jonathan Isaac is on that team. Yeah, he's on that team. Goodness. Jonathan Isaac has been banged up, but when he's been playing, he's been really good. Franz Wagner, Mo Wagner, we know what time it is with those two boys. This is like a very – Cole Anthony didn't even mention him. Very, very deep team. Paolo didn't mention him. You got that alpha. You got a few alphas on this team. I don't know who they'll play in the playoffs because, you know, they're obviously high up in the standings right now. I'm looking to see who what the playoff picture would be if it ended up today. So they're a four seed. They play the Heat in the first round. That would be very tough. But I could see it. I could see so them that, playing, say, like the, the Pacers. They would beat the Pacers. That playoff seating that you're talking about, by the way, ever since you said Wendell, all I can hear in my head is, Mr. Wendell, yeah. So Boston is still the one seed, but they stink. Like, we don't believe in them. They went out there and lost to Oklahoma City tonight. Boston feels like it's almost time for another remake. And Boston's great at remaking themselves, better than anybody else. They've been really good for the last decade with all kinds of different dudes. 
it feels like that's what they're going to do again after this season. You know, they win a series or two, they make it to the conference finals, and then they're like, all right, I'm not sure we got the right coach. I'm not sure Jalen Brown's right running mate for Tatum. I'm not sure that Porzingis worked out. That's what it feels like to me is that, Trista, I think that they end up doing what Golden State should have done, which is have your superstar, right? They got their tight, their, their, their Tatum in Boston. They got their Steph Curry out there in Golden State. Where Golden State screwed things up is instead of paying Draymond Green and letting Draymond, uh, Jordan Poole walk and letting Andrew Wiggins stick around and all those dudes, just say bye to everybody. See what you can get back for everybody. Have a yard sale and then build around that superstar that you have. Boston, if you're listening, it's free advice. Take it if you want. That's what I would do. Now, if you win a championship, I'll shut up. But if you don't, keep Tatum, break up everybody else, and see what you can get back. Well, you I mean you'd get a lot back? There's, I mean, there's pieces there back. that should stay. Get a lot back. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good players on. The, I mean, you got Jalen Brown on a super max. He'd yield you a lot. I think he would probably yield you a ton if you were to trade him to somewhere like Houston. I mean, you've got. Derek White, who I think Derek White might be one of the most coveted role players. That's a keeper. He's a keeper. Absolutely. Chris Epps Porzingis have, has been fantastic. They just, I think it's not the players, man. I think it's how the players play. And they just love ISO basketball. They're not cutting without the basketball. Maybe it's Joe Missoula. I don't, I've never been a believer in him. Uh, so maybe it's that. Maybe that's what you do. You can't really fire him but you kind of might need to if they're disappointing in the playoffs by any means he's a hard guy to judge because he already took over such a ready-made product and people were ready to pounce as soon as they started struggling and they did but it's like dude this team already is going to finals that's a minimum now go out there and take him over the hump and i don't think that he's the guy to do it we haven't talked at all we've been here for four hours now and I haven't talked at all about the Milwaukee Bucks, and you could argue that they've got the best duo in the league with Giannis and with Dame Lillard. Lillard's your guy. How do you like the fit out there? They're 24-9 and nine right now, two games back of Boston in the East. Yeah, I just do not believe. I think that perimeter defense is just too weak to go up against other teams that can score. You know, you see how guards are playing against Milwaukee. They're just cooking them. Just absolutely, I'm trying to get some some stats. Point guards against Milwaukee, you had Craig Porter going off. So I think Tyrese Halliburton got, went off for 26. Jalen Brunson, 38. Jalen Brunson, 36. He's had some games against Milwaukee this year. Cade Cunningham went off for 25. Kobe White put 33 on their head. So Damian Lillard is a cone. He doesn't, and I love Dame, but defensively, cone. Just move around him and get to your intended spot. I think Chris Middleton, his knee problems are still really flaring up. I don't trust him to be the offensive guy that he's supposed to be. Love Brooke Lopez. Love Giannis. I'm, I'm really concerned about the defense. I'm not concerned about the offense like I am about Boston, but defensively, they lost a lot when they traded Drew Holiday. Lost a lot. Hey, your boy got lay, uh, parlayed on a Tuesday night. I almost got in trouble there. Pelicans, 112. Over was the nice. that was, I was like, wow, that Cash was... Girl came back. <laughs> no, she's done. She's out. That's the one thing we learned over the last four hours is that I thought I had a chance with this girl, and it is out, but it leaves the ticket free. And then the Grizzlies, that one got dicey, though. You want to talk about the sweat chamber over the Spurs. I hate betting against the Spurs because I look at their roster, even Wembenyama, they're like – 
they're such an ugly team to watch, so I'm not going to bet on them. But if I bet against them, they've cooked me a couple of times this year. Who did they beat last second? There was a, It was really early on in the season. Maybe your memory is better than mine. They were down big, and then they made Dallas? this crazy – It was Dallas. Uh, it might have it been was. Dallas, yeah. It was Dallas. It was like, wait, what? You're beating the Mavericks, then you go out there and you lose all these terrible games? I'm completely off that team. I can't win or lose, although I did tonight. Grizzlies over the Spurs. Grizzlies are a weird team because everybody knows with John Morant they're good. It's just, do you think they can be great? We did some research, which means Googled, and we found out that last year they were the two, which means that there's only one team in the Western Conference that had a better record. That tells me that team is dangerous. I think they trimmed a little bit of the fact getting rid of Derrick Brooks. I feel like their roster is just as good with a healthy John Morant. That team's trouble. Yeah, I don't trust this team. You don't have a center. You have two centers that got injured in Steven Adams and Brandon Clark. They're out for the season, so that's a big problem. You don't really have anyone to step in. You got Xavier Tillman there, and he's kind of an undersized five. That's a big problem. You need Desmond Bain to put up 27 to 30 a night in order for you to compete with most teams. I'm not sure where Marcus Smart fits on the wing. Like They're just all undersized Marcus Smart uh, you've got John Morant and you got Desmond Bain, all kind of like similarly undersized dudes in their own way. So for them to be one, two, three, I don't know about that. You gave away a lot of your depth in DeAnthony Melton uh, and Kyle Anderson, Shlomo. They're fun. Shlomo. They just need Shlomo. They need to make a move. I don't know what that move is, but they've got Xavier Williams and like he's he's just not that guy. I, I struggle to think that Memphis will be anything more than a fun team this year. If I have a son, I'm going to name him Shlomo. Shlomo Levine. Or maybe Gif. Gif Smith Levine. Gif. That's, that's, I'm just saying. Gif Shlomo. Gif, no, Shlomo Gif. Shlomo Gif Shlomo Levine. Gif. That would be Shlomo's a great dog deal. name. Yeah, well, I'm talking about a human here. For a, for a canine, it is a great name. You know what I'm saying? But, like, Shlomo, you're asking for trouble throughout. Shlomo Gif. Gif Shlomo. That's the, actually the gentleman's name. The, the, if you don't know, because I didn't know, the interim coach of the Chargers, I had to look it up yesterday, his name is Gif. Not Gif, not Gif, like G-I-F-F, Gif. Um, all right, national championship game, final thoughts for today's show before we get out of here. We both agree. Michigan. Minus four and a half against Washington, number one versus number two. We like them underdogs. We like them Washington Huskies. Four and a half just sounds like too much. As a matter of fact, I haven't really seen anything. Michigan's great, don't get me wrong. I haven't seen anything that tells me they're better than Washington. Like, if you told me this was a pick I'm not have a problem. Yeah, I see why, though. Just, like, the hype is on Michigan. The storylines, the narratives, the coaching advantage. But, like, Kalen DeBoer is really good. He's a really good coach. He schemed he, he schemed excellently last night, and you saw that. There was a little bit of some hiccups towards the end of the game to make it interesting, but, like, that should have been a blowout, honestly. I like Washington to cover the four and a half, but I really do like the over. Even with Michigan's defense, they both score two-thirds of the time in the second half of the season. They've gone over their totals pretty much every single game. So I like the over 55 and a half and Washington plus four and a half. 
See, you never have to play a, pay a Washington tax because they're Washington. Like, what? Where they come from? They're way out west. In the case of when Washington plays Texas, you got to pay that Texas tax. Well, guess what happened? It burned you. When they play Michigan, as you just said, Trista, that's all you're paying for. That's what those points are. It's because it's Michigan. It's John, uh, Jim Harbaugh versus Washington. Fine. I'll be the sharp money, and I'll take Washington. I don't need your points. I think they win the national championship, and you should have been on them before yesterday because they were 7-1 to one to win the whole thing. Thanks to all of our producers and all of our guests, and you for Trista Crick. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. This is BetMGM tonight right here on the BetQL Network. Good night.